Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, The Adventures of Bob Hope number 101, cover date October-November 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Oxner, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring The Anti-Bikini Meanie, written by Arnold Drake, art by Bob Oxner, lettering by Stan Quill, and colors by Tom Nicolosi. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Once I believed that when love came to me, it would come with rockets, bells, and This issue's got it all. Nubile young people in bathing suits, universal monster doppelgangers, and creepy old Hollywood actors. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Stick his claws in there, they'll get stuck. No, listen to that purr. Then I'll have to reamend my amended statement. And that was? Well, apparently last week I said all cats are assholes, which tracks. I don't specifically remember saying that, but. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I amended it to say that most cats are assholes except my cat, obviously. Max from Weird Warriors and Mark Gray have nice cats. <laughs> they do. I've seen Martin Gray's cat, haven't I? You, they have two cats, yes. Yes, yes. Emmy and Millie. Millie sleeps a lot. Yes. yes. Um, we have a new cat, by the way. Yes, we do. And his name is? Mr. Mr. Willoughby. Willoughby, yes. He's the most precious cat that ever was. He is awfully precious. Now, on the subject of assholes, I can name two dogs. Which are being giant assholes. (laughs) They can't help it. They Yes, they can. You don't just need to sit in front of a door and whine all day and all night, bark and scratch at the door and all the things that they're doing. There is a creature living in behind the door that they want to they can smell and they want to be with. 
Uh, I don't think it's the creature. I think it's the bowl of food that they're really most interested in. Because I brought Junebug in here yesterday, and uh-huh. she was just as calm as could be. Yes. She sniffed the cat's butt, which, you know, dogs love to do that. Yes, yes. Yeah, you and, are really uh, good at introducing them. I brought in Butler today. Yeah. He sniffed around the room. Yep. He was shaking a little bit, but I, I just calmed him yeah, down. Yeah, what's up with that? Well, he, Junebug did the same thing. She was so excited. She was shaking a little bit. So... I think, um, you know, they just get so so worked up. Mm-hmm. They just get so turned around. Right. <laughs> anyway, he's just as precious as can be. He's a tuxedo, black tuxedo cat. Yes. Little kitty. He's still a kitten. He's about 12 weeks old. Um, know. You know who else wears tuxedos? Who? All the senators in the United States. When they're, yes, when they're reporting for yes. senatorial duties. Just like Perry White when he was a temporary senator. He had to wear a morning coat. <laughs> um, oh, God, can we, do, talk, can we talk about anything but this comic? No, I oh. like this comic. Whoa. Right? I know. Oh, my God, this is the worst thing in the world, this comic. Oh, is no. hideous. I've seen worse. You have not. Sure I have. Okay. We're talking, of course, about The Adventures of Bob Hope, number 101. Co-starring Super Hip, America's Most Disgusting Superhero. And the fabulous Faculty of Fear, Dr. Van Pyre, Principal, a man with a stake in education. Coach Frank N. Stein, leader of Monster Rallies. And Professor Von Wolfman, teaches chemistry by the full moon. Uh, I don't know if I can do a Bob Hope voice. <clears throat> Let's hit the surf, Murph. No, that's not good. Yeah. Let's hit the surf, Murph. Nope. Let's hit the surf, Murph. I'll just do my own voice. <laughs> With the Finn-loving gang of Benedict Arnold High as they battle the anti-bikini meanie, I didn't even get to finish my neighbor gossip. What? What neighbor gossip? Well, this morning, somebody came in a big truck with a trailer and hauled away the lawnmower from next door. We won't have any lawn mowing to worry about till oh. the new resident comes in. What? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, now someone's cutting down trees or something couple of oh, years down but my god wow so they're like are they moved out well i don't know i haven't I seen any seen activity whatsoever and um i'm hoping they'll sell us their snowblower because did you ask i asked the wife i told her if they had any idea of selling it we'd take it but of course i haven't heard any response oh god i wish if they had a, if they had a snowblower and a power washer i'd i'd a gas-powered power washer psh, i'd buy those two in a heartbeat right right do they have a gas-powered power washer? I don't think they do, but I, I want to buy one. We have an electric one, and it's just not powerful enough. Yeah. Well, I have my eye on that snowblower, and if they have any personnel over there that could just continue to snowblow our driveway without us having to ask about it, well, that would also be ideal. I'll tell you what. Uh, we, uh, having shoveled a path out to the road yep. several times, yep. I, I absolutely want a snowblower. Well. I mean, we've we get snow here sure and it's not always easy to to deal with right yeah at least we used to get snow it's november 12th and our red bud tree is blooming oh god i didn't notice that is it really Uh uh-huh oh no yeah that's not good no is it not i don't think so okay i mean i didn't think so either but i wasn't sure of the science behind it i don't either it's it's okay it's it's fine it's fine it's It's fine fine. it's fine (laughs) let's look at bob hope and super hip and the anti-bikini meanie i guess they're down at uh, Daytona Beach or something. Yeah, sure. That tra- that scans. It's trashy here. Hopefully not Daytona Beach shores because that's gone. It's washed into the ocean. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, by the way, I never, didn't tell you. I didn't tell you I called my stepdad. He's fine. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did tell me that. I did? Yep. Okay. 
Uh, we've got the splash page with the entire faculty and a student body of Benedict Arnold High School. And some of the student body. That can't be the entire student body for the whole well, high school. Well, no, it's uh, maybe we should say student bodies because they're all in <laughs> bathing suits. Um, and they're uh, surfing all on the same surfboard. Yeah. Fun. That sounds like a blast. Art by Bob Beachnick Oxner. Story by Arnold Surfboard Drake. Lettering by Stan Goofyfoot Quill and coloring by Tommy Old C. Chianti Nicolosi. This is very unusual. Well, it's very unusual to have the writer and artist credited on the splash page at this time. Uh, what about the, very, the lettering? Very unusual to have the letterer and the colorist. I don't know that I've seen a letterer uh, uh, credited in mm. our. Not in this period. I and isn't it funny? His name's, his name's Stan Quill, and it's not in quotes. It's really his name. I wonder if that's actually his real name, though. You think? Well, Tommy, well, I mean, if you were going on, on okay, so you know, they've got like Bob, quote, Beachnik Osner, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Oxner, rather. But um, Tommy Nicolosi, there's no, there's no clever way of incorporating that name into coloring. You know, it could have been Tommy. Right. I, I, I don't know. Um, um, Tommy Colors, right, right, you know, right, right, right. Um, or something. So I think that maybe Stan Quill is actually a real artist. All right. Okay, all right. Cat, uh, if you jump up onto this table and knock a microphone, you're back to asshole status. <sighs> One more thing. What? A little bit of, bit of gossip. <gasps> so I was at a function. Uh, uh, we didn't have our podcast last week because we were... Well, I was out of town and then we had a thing. And yeah, it was whole, crazy. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. I had a scheduled events all weekend. Um, so I was at an event on Sunday and I was, it was at the wellness center at school. It was a lot of fun. It was great. It was a powwow. Um, and I went to the men's restroom because it was like, you know, it's in the wellness center because right. that's where the restroom is. I go to the men's and who do you think I saw? Like, I haven't been to the wellness center in a hundred years because of pandemic. Right. Who do you think is the one person I saw, and in what state do you think I saw them? Uh, it's uh, a local uh, elected official, yes. and he was naked, walking around talking to people naked. Uh, he wasn't talking to people, okay. but he was just being naked. Like, okay. not just, like, actively dressing. Like, you know how you are when, when you go to the... Yeah. You don't have anything to do, but get a shower, get out of there, get dressed, and get out of there. Right. You know? Well, he was just doing his thing, you know, just being, I can't like say, I don't want to say his around. elected officials. No, name. don't say yes. the position elected or Elected official name. naked, yes. Um, yes. Wow. And you know how many times we've seen this person walking around talking to people naked. It's just Literally ridiculous. every time I've and been I, to the and, wellness center. And it's center. not something where you're like, oh, I wish I could look like that. It's more like, no, really, put, no, stop. Put right. your clothes on. Please, please. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. And you haven't been there in like two years, right? Of Absolutely. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not kidding you. Like the first time that I go to use the restroom in the wellness center and there's a public event. And what do you know? But elected official naked is standing there being elected official naked. Terrific. Like, okay, this is true to form. The world is back to normal. Right. Okay. The earth is healed. Mm-hmm. Now, I will have to tell you that Bob Oxner is in his element here drawing lithe young ladies on the beach in bikinis. Seems to be his forte. Are you on the splash page? No, I'm on the first page now. Are you not bothered by the uh, the red and white striped girl's bikini and her the forward action of her hips? It looks like she's had her spine snapped at the bottom, and she's walking as two different people that have been somehow placed on, you know, pieced together. It is that looks so painful. It does kind of look like her her 
hips have been twisted so that her butt is in the front. <laughs> right? Yes. And I, I mean, honestly, I think he's trying to just go for let's do this as curvaceous. curvy as possible. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. the other girls have these really bizarre. Look, look at the girl on the polka dot, the, the orange polka dot uh-huh. bikini. She's walking like her knees are joined together and her thighs can't come apart. You well, see? she's obviously awkward because she's wearing glasses. Oh. <laughs> And who has hair piled up that high on top, that high on top of their head and glasses to go surfing? Her, she does. That's who. Mm. Um, well, you know, in this in this period, girls didn't get their hair wet when they went swimming; they kept their heads above water. You're just judging that from what you've seen on the 1960s beach movies. Y- yes, right. You, the documentary series, <laughs> you mean? Presented by America's sweetheart Annette Funicello. <laughs> Those are documentaries? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on. <laughs> um, so it's the surf club is out for a day of fun. And it seems they still haven't elected a president of the club. Which is apparently important. Yes. It is now, a, a, a plot point in the story. Badger Goldliver, who's the town rich boy and also a bully, um assumes that he's going to be president because his father owns the beach. Right. And uh, this girl, I don't know if she's ever named. No. The brunette with the aforementioned front butt. Right. Uh, She's having none of it. She doesn't like badger cold liver. She's got a sweet thing for Tad. Tad Wallet or Jute Fruce. Yes, she does. We know about him. Mm-hmm. He's secretly super hip. But he gets a nice uh, feature in this issue. He doesn't rely on turning into super hip. We could No, nice, it happens by accident. Yeah, we get yeah. a nice focus on Tad for once. Yeah. Tad is diving under the water. He has found a living baby. Coelacanth. Coelacanth. Mm-hmm. You know, the prehistoric fish that still mm-hmm. survives to the day, today. After 17,346 attempts, he's yes. captured a living coelacanth. A living baby coelacanth, uh, which means he can take it home and raise it in his saltwater tank. Yeah. Uh, this gal's surfboard crashes right into Tad's head. Which would kill a man. Which would kill a man, but uh, it also lets the coelacanth escape. Yeah. She drags him up onto the shore to start mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Well, first she throws him on his stomach, and she's pushing the water out of his. In yeah. with the boss air. She goes, in goes the boss air, out comes the grungy air. In goes the boss air, out comes the grungy air. If you hear scampering in the distance, I mean, in the background, it's because um, our frisky little Willoughby, who is, like, insanely frisky right now, is jumping up and down his carpeted scratching tower. It is the most energy he's exhibited since he's lived in our home. Of course, because it's the only time we have to record. <laughs> Thanks. I rescind my earlier statement. Yeah. <laughs> now, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation is going on, and Badger is uh, very jealous. Lisa, that's her name. Lisa. Uh, now, what's going on here? He says, either let me do that or stop enjoying it so much. Yeah, I don't know that. Maybe he just used to being in charge. Maybe he has feelings for Tad. Maybe. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I, I, I do have to say, I, I understand that every character has to have a, you know, a look. Uh-huh. But do they have to wear their co- the, the hats and gloves? You know? Right. Well, uh... Like, all the guys are wearing some sort of costumey hat, except for Tad. Sure. Right? Because he's uh, a nerd. 
yeah. he doesn't have any fancy costume. Well, yeah, Badger always wears that motorcycle helmet and those white gloves. I know. That's like his hands have got to be sweating and so hot and uncomfortable. Maybe that's why nobody likes him. Because mm. of the sweat smell. Ugh. Oh, God. Gross, gross. So uh, Lisa is trying to make it with Tad. She declares that she just saved his life. And uh, he, yeah. she wants to hang out with him. Right. She's going to show him the road to Funsville. Right. So she just saved his life. So it, it's And it's really awkward that she says, well, let's just throw you back into the ocean on a surfboard. Right. You know, he was unconscious. Right. And brought back to life. Yeah. I mean, brought back to, you know, health, vitality. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now they're throwing him on a surfboard for the first time in his life. Which, unfortunately, he has his foot wrapped around the surfboard by some old fishing line. Right. And he is in danger of dying again. Is he, though? Because this is just like Auntie Mame when she's stuck on the horse. Mm. Auntie Mame, And she fall wins off, fall the off. race. Yeah. Uh, so he's trying to escape from the surfboard. He's on a giant wave coming into the shore. Mm-hmm. And they think he's just a superb surfer. By the way, this is no way that there's no way this is Daytona Beach. Oh, because, yeah, the waves. They are never have wide. waves. It's like got to be California. Yeah. That's where that other documentary takes place. Yeah. Gidget. Or any place that has a, a steep upwelling of um, of waves would it's it's actually the waves created by a steep drop off close to the shore, and that's you know how that a, a steep change in in the depth, and so on in Florida, you know you will have some some big waves that come in, but nothing like this because the the the, the beach gradually drops off into the ocean at, at a, a small. Decline small. This is the rise is 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 not as steep as in uh, other areas. You're nodding your head. It's another segment from our oceanography expert. <laughs> <laughs> now to weather with Jack. <laughs> it's gonna be cold. <laughs> it's. I wish it would be cold. It's a billion degrees outside with the high humidity. We can't catch a break. I, we have the air conditioning on today. Can you believe it? November 12th. <sighs> red buds blooming. Oh. Goodbye, winter. Mm. Forever. Anyway, Tad's making a big spectacle of himself. He comes in hot, and he lands right in the lifeguard chair. Mm. I wouldn't have landing in a lifeguard's chair as a teenager. I bet you wouldn't. Mm. Lisa declares Tad Wallader the new surfing leader. Tad Wallader the first. And Badger has a little bit of a meltdown. I'll say a little bit of a meltdown is exactly what he's doing. He's crying, big fat tears, grabbing his gloved hands to his face. Yeah. And sobbing out of his motorcycle helmet. Why? I'm prettier than Tad? I beg to differ. Cleverer? No way. Nicer? Nope. Uh, maybe nicer. Tad's kind of a dick. Only one thing prevents my popularity. I'm a rat, and I also have lots of money. That's two That's things. Two things. Money. Why was I cursed with so much money? Sob. Now, his uh, friend Doltish. Is that his name, Doltish? Yeah. How do you remember all these names? Because it's printed in the next uh, panel. Oh. Uh, his only friend, Doltish, uh, gives him a big manly hug. Mm-hmm. He's a true friend. He's also wearing a sort of motorcycle helmet, uh, but an army a helmet that yeah, one would like have worn in World War II uh-huh. with goggles. Right. Okay. 
Next day, no, actually, it's later that same day, Badger goes home to commiserate with his father, who teaches him all about their family history of cultural appropriation so, and caricature. Of cultural appropriation and caricature. And these are, I just want to say, disclaimer here, horrible. Yes. Horrible. Like, I read through these while I was... Um, I, by the way, I've started taking to riding my exercise bicycle while, while mm-hmm. reading the comics just mm-hmm. so I can stay awake sure. because it's so horrible. Um, and I'm just kidding. They're, they're not all horrible. This one is, in my opinion. Um, and I read... Differ. Okay. Uh, agree to disagree. So I read through this and I was just going, oh, God, not another one. Oh, wow. That's bad. And the yeah. next page, oh, my God. And then I, was, and I thought, like, did I really understand how bad these were? And then uh, how bad these were? And I said, mm, I just don't care. So uh, we're going to have uh, some family portraiture. Mm-hmm. Uh, one illustrious ancestor, Buck Goldliver, who fought beside General Custer. But realizing that Sitting Bull would wipe out Custer's troops, uh, Buck Goldliver did the one thing that could prevent total disgrace. He joined the Indians. I didn't understand why he would do that. Because that way he could claim a victory for the white man as mm. well. Yeah, I did. I, again, I, I get that. That was his right. reason, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Then there was Uncle Jaundice, a flying ace at Pearl Harbor. I think you see where this is going. Uh huh. So first we've talked about American Indians. Now let's make fun of Japanese. Yes. Yeah. So Uncle Jaundice cleverly joined the Japanese Air Force. Thus, we have a family portrait of... Three Japanese pilots wearing UCLA T-shirts and Uncle Jaundice wearing a Tokyo University T-shirt while making slanty eyes with his fingers. Mm. We know these are Japanese pilots because they're colored with orange skin and they have giant teeth. Mm -hmm. Now, finally... uh, they see the family crest. Nick sticks quilocks. Never stick with a loser. I don't think that's actually what that means in Latin, but mm. uh, the family crest has two T-shirts on it uh, labeled as gold livers reversibles, presumably a reversible T-shirt. One side says USA and the other side has a swastika on it. Yeah. So that night... <laughs> No com- more comments there, folks. No, nope, it's fine. Believe it. It's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. But that's like when, when I got to this part in the, in the comic. I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Let's just get through Let's this. focus on the positive. That night, Tad Wallader is about to get some on the beach with Lisa. He gets his face covered in kiafu. Uh-huh. They've gone out to uh, Lover's, the equivalent of Lover's Lane, if it was on a beach. Lisa has tricked him. She says that they're going to inaugurate him in an official ceremony yes. to... President of the surf boarding surf club? club, yeah. Surf club. She's going to inaugurate him. All right. All right. She's put on some lipstick and she's ready to give him kiss. Uh huh. Now Tad Walleter shines his flashlight to find some of the other members of the club, and he thinks the meeting has already started. But right, it's a couple that's making out. And he says, yeah. "Hey, gang, Lisa said you'd be gathering here for the inauguration. Hmm, you seem to be having started the meeting already." I and bet gets, they've started the meeting. That one of the guys gives him the clobbering that he was not expecting. Yep. Uh, Lisa, undeterred, just goes after what she wants, which is a big kiss from Tad Walleter. Then, 
We'll get a bunch of old women yeah, who haven't been kissed in a long time. The no fun zone. Mm-hmm. Looks like Carrie Nation and her uh, oh, it's crusaders. crusaders. Yeah, good, good, nice reference. Thanks, thanks. Uh, they she are lights here up the beach with a flare. Yep, they're here to make a citizen's arrest. Citizen's Wait. arrest <laughs> for these teenagers causing a public nuisance. Yes, they're all fully clothed. Yes, but they're, you know. Making out. You know how teenagers are. Yes. I over, mean, the, over the blouse exactly. action. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, it's battling Bertha and her crusading ladies with bass drums and pots and pans. It's funny because one of the people says, ho, ho, it's the one woman mora- uh, morals squad. Um, which one woman. Yeah, there's three, three women there. Yeah, yeah. It's teenagers don't know how to count. To count. Yeah. Well, you know when I was in first grade. Oh, here we go. The teacher, Mrs. Britton, her husband worked with my father. Mm. She asked the class, how many is a couple? And I raised my hand and said, it's two. A couple is two. She said, no, a couple just means like a few things. And he's like, no. And I I said, Mrs. Britton, I (laughs) beg to differ. (laughs) I watched the television program, The Odd Couple, which is two men, <laughs> Felix and Oscar. It's not a few men living in a house together. It is specifically two men, Mrs. Britton. Oh, my gosh. She was not deterred. She insisted that a couple just meant a few things. Well, you had a good education. Some, I don't think that's an, a, a good example of your whole education, but... Of the type of teachers that taught you. You have some wonderful, colorful stories. But she was wrong. And she, she embarrassed was wrong. you. What didn't she? Uh, I don't remember being embarrassed. Mm. Um, oh, no. Those are all my stories. Yes. Uh, but my argument remains. If a couple means a few things, then why do we have the word few? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Now, do you suppose these women are going to be successful in breaking up this teenage Jezebel party? Yes. Yes, because the next panel, they're all in jail. Wow. Uh, This girl with the glasses, she must be the smart one because she demands to be able to call her parents. Oh, no, no. That's Lisa. No, Lisa says. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Lisa's crying for a lawyer and and the girl's calling for her parents. Yes. Um, It turns out the police have already called Bob Hope, who rushes in in his pajamas with a fistful of cash. I brought... I brought bail money here to release these poor kids, Chief. I was in bed when you called, so I came as I was. You know, I'm going to take a YouTube tutorial and find out how to do a Bob Hope voice. Okay. For our future issues. Okay, that's a good idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've got time on my hands. I used to do day. impressions all the time. I, I know you can do a great Bullwinkle and uh, Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> if you know what Carvel ice cream is, you'll remember who Fudgy the Whale is. Yes. Do it. Do it. Um... I'm Fudgy the Roll. That's great. Try me. I'm coated in ice cream and delicious icing, and I have a fudgy inside, <laughs> just like a colon. <laughs> I never did master Fudgy the Whale. <laughs> no, I've so tried so many times to teach you, but let's go on. So, uh, Bob Hope comes in with money spilling out of his hand, saying he, and he comes in in his pajamas, and, and uh, uh, of course, the Irish. Uh, police officer says, "Good thing you weren't in the shower, Mister Hope." Um, saying, of course, that if he come he, in, yeah, he, if he, he come in naked. Yeah, naked. Um, now, money is not required. The police explain that they can release these children to any respectable citizen. Now we have a lot of people, just one-liners, dissing Bob Hope throughout this 
comic. Oh, there. Honestly, the guys who wrote this must have been sitting around going, "Okay, the thing is, we have to have a, a zinger and a punchline, or a pun- or like a setup and a, and a punchline every two thought bubbles or every two right. dialogue." I mean, it's just like boom, 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 boom with this. But generally, in Bob Hope's oeuvre. <laughs> It's Bob Hope delivering the zingers, right? Yes. Instead of the being Not the, the butt reset. of the jokes. Yeah, the butt of the jokes. Good. Uh, now, also, Dr. Van Pyre arrives, principal of Bennett Startled High, and he, uh, they do release the children into his custody. Mm-hmm. And uh, he names Bob Hope. Well, no, he recognizes that Bob Hope is the temporary guardian of Tad Walleter. As you recall, Tad Walleter is the son of some kind of college friend of Bob Hope. Mm-hmm. That's why he lives with him. And uh, everyone is free to go. Hmm. And they all head b- back to Bob Hope's place for sandwiches and coffee. Oh, I love sandwiches and coffee, don't you? I don't know that I've ever had a sandwich and coffee oh, together. I mean, a breakfast sandwich, obviously. No, 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 like, like, like a midday sandwich and coffee, like when you go to the dinette and you put in your quarter and you pull out the sandwich and then you put and you walk over to the big canteen and you put a big cup of coffee in. Oh, my God. You know, no, we haven't done that. You do it in the No, movies, I was so. going to say, no, 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 right, right, right. Movies, I just, there's something very clean and efficient about that. I just love the idea of getting a ham and cheese sandwich. That's right? sat in a machine all day? They don't. They make them fresh in the morning, thank you very much, and then going over to a person-sized coffee vat and putting, filling up your nice white stoneware mug with coffee and sitting down and in a nice little dinette with gleaming surfaces and, and just, um, of course, in my version, all people of color would be allowed into the, the diner. Okay, that's not what happened. What do they um, call it? Electromat? Electromat! Wasn't it called Electromat? Electromat. Uh, uh. Oh, something like that. Gosh right? dang it. Oh. Uh, It'll come. Auto. Auto. Automat. Automat. Um, auto. Anyway, right? sandwiches were a nickel, by the way. And if you didn't have any money, you could have a depression cocktail, What's which that? is a free hot water and ketchup packet. Make up a little tomato soup for yourself. Okay, cool. Look, uh, it seems that Gold Liver has closed the beach. Oh. No more fun for the kids. Right, because they're getting revenge on Tad for being president of the surf club. Tad offers to resign as president. Lisa says, no way. We are not going to surrender. We are going to fight, fight, fight. So, Tad, uh, we're next page. Yeah, the gang leaves. Tad takes a shower. And he's furious. He's getting there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's even going so far as to fantasize about beating up Badger. Uh, fantasize? Shoving his fist down his throat and tickling his toes from inside his body. Oh, well, that's <laughs> very different. Mm-hmm. Just then the phone rings. It's Badger calling to taunt Tad for having closed all the beaches. Badger's sleeping in his gloves and hat. Yep. And his pajamas have little money dollar signs on it. I just, come on, the gloves. I've got to stop thinking about these disgusting gloves. They've been in the ocean. You know, I'm going to assume that he has put on fresh gloves, but you know he hasn't. No. Tad manages to calm himself down and heads back to the shower, but just then he slips on a bar of soap. Classic comedy move. Classic comedy. Bangs his head, and what do you think happens? 
He transforms into super kick hip. Super hip. Yep. Super hip. Old King Cool. That's why I said K, because I saw that word, Old King Cool. Duke of Discotheques, Emperor of Innsville, Sultan of Surfers. In other words, mildly magnificent me. Me. Now, as you recall, listener, Tad does not realize that he transforms into super hip when right. angered. He loses consciousness. Yes. Much like Mr. Wolfman. Now, Tad does realize that, I mean, super hip does realize that he is has been transformed from Tad, but he refers to him in the third person. Mm-hmm. Like Captain Marvel used to do with Billy Batson. Uh, super hip has a super guitar. And he flies into the air with his war cry, Blech, to Lawrence Welk. Well, I don't approve of that. I like Lawrence Welk. I didn't when I was a kid, but I damned if I was sure as hell would watch some now. Watch it. I'd want to be in it. In his troupe of performing uh, mildly handsome men. Well, there's our neighbors. What? What's happened? No, those aren't our neighbors. (gasps) I thought those were the Walkers. The ones we say all the time, but these are new neighbors. They are? Well... I don't know. Take a look when they come by. Do we have new neighbors? Is it with that little German Shepherd puppy? No, 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 no. no. Oh. Look, look, you'll see. He's wearing an orange hat. She's wearing a little purple um, zip-up thing. See? I can't see. You'll see. Dang it. You'll see. Well. Okay. Um, now, the next morning, Tad is back with no memory of what's happened the previous night. Mm-hmm. Bob wakes him up to take him out to Badger's house, where it seems that someone has dumped... Many metric tons of sand. It says a zillion pounds. But a zillion pounds. That's I, Bob Hope exaggerating. No, yeah. Uh, right on Badger's property there. Mm, complete with beachgoers and an ice cream truck. Mischief, 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 come and rescue me. Well, now, who are those people? I know. I don't recognize them at all. I don't either. Maybe they're the uh, new people back at the corner where you can't see their house. Maybe. Or maybe they're visiting. From out of town. They could be walking over from the other neighborhood. They could be country cousins. <gasps> you don't suppose they bought that farmhouse at the end of the lane, do you? That converted what? farmhouse, that, that newly renovated farmhouse? Well, it's not ready yet to be lived in. Mm, somebody did buy it. I know it's been sold. I thought they were going to make it a and b Oh. Right? Oh. Well, well, we'll out. see if they come back through the neighborhood. That means they don't live here. But if they... If they don't turn around, that means they do live here. Right. Yes. And then I'll put on my HOA president cap and find well, out. Yes, they weren't at the HOA meeting, were they? No. Mm. Hardly anyone was. Listener, we had the annual HOA meeting, mm-hmm. and I dutifully sent out emails and flyers. And what do you think happened? And no, I we said... 26... 26 homes, homes, yes. Yes. I said, please bring something to share, Mm -hmm. a treat of some kind. So you made uh, something. Well, I made hot apple cider and Uh, something else. Yeah, we weren't serving serving a meal. No, 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 just, you know, nibbles. Would you know almost everyone showed up with brownies? No, first of all, out of 26 households, six people came. Yeah. Four of them brought brownies. Yeah. I would say three of them brought brownies because one person just brought brownies and didn't want to go to the meeting. So she just dropped off the brownies. Yeah. So, and and, hey, brownies are a great, easy go-to dessert. Yes. But what does that say about my leadership, that people don't want to come into my gracious home to attend a meeting? It doesn't say anything about your leadership. How many more people have shown up in the previous years? At least uh, four more. Four more. Exactly. We need to do something fresh and new. Yes, let's have a cocktail party. That'll bring them out in droves. Alcohol always does. Okay, so let's get back to the story. Yeah, so it seems that all this sand has been dumped right on top of Badger's swimming pool, and he is not 
happy about it. He's crying. Then, of course, there are children. Yeah, all children over playing the on the beach. Um, Badger realizes that only that disgusting super hip could have done something like this. And he's accusing Tad Walliter of ordering super hip around. Mm-mm-mm. That's rich. Bob Hope says, mm-hmm. Tad ordering anything about. That's like Jack giving orders to the giant or Mickey Rooney to Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> Topical I understood that reference I because I'm super old. Mm-hmm. Um, now, early that evening at the surfer's headquarters, mm-hmm. Lisa is organizing this crowd into violence. He is loving that little tent, doesn't he? Um, On the floor. They, I should say so. God, it's good. They decide that they are going to use the private beaches of the Gold Liver family, but only in the dead of night. Tad warns them. What makes you think that the police aren't going to be out there at night? Right. So what they decide to do is go through with the plan anyway, but be completely silent so that they can fool the cops. Teenagers being completely silent. As if I wish. Right. Um, now, they sneak down to the beach with their surfboards, mm-hmm. uh, telling each other to be quiet. <laughs> telling each other to be quiet. And uh, what do you think happens? The police are there in their police dress bathing suits. With their badges on their... Badges on their shorts. Shorts. And caps and whistles and in uh, place. I, I just, the, the typical Irish police officer... One of them says, I got the message, Sonny. And now I've got the message of my own. Um, these cops are not in great shape, I have to say. No. They're kind of soft around the middle. Yeah, but one of them I mean, there's musculature there. Yeah, there's musculature, you know, but there's, yeah, they're kind of, they're a little thick around the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A lot of donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Lisa's does not understand that the cops have surrounded them on the beach. She's no. back into the surf yep. with the other kids. We moonlight surfing is the greatest. Now, Bob. Yeah, I grew up in Florida uh-huh. in a beach town. Uh-huh. If there's one thing you never do, is no. go into the ocean at night because that's when the sharks are hunting. Sharks right? come up to the shore. They come much, much closer to the shore. What well, Florida and those beaches? You can see them up close to the shore anyway. But they are all up there, so you don't go into the water swimming around at night. In fact, you grew up in the shark attack capital of the world. Of the world. New Smyrna Beach. Now, Cat, you cannot play with those electrical cords. I keep no. on trying to get him to come over here so I can pet him, but he will not. He's just all playful. Not Grab him. him. Grab him. I'm trying to. Look, Cat. Oh. What are you doing, Cat? He's so cute. He's all right. Yeah. Now, it turns out that Badger has a submarine, a fully loaded submarine that he's surfacing underneath of these children. Yes. And disrupting their nighttime surfing. Yes. They're lucky that it's a submarine, not a shark. Well, I thought that we'd see more sharks. but Or a killer whale. <gasps> killer whale. Um, Tad Walleter spots a cave on the shore... Which, if there's a worse idea than surfing at night, I guess it would be swimming into a cave, cave. on the shore Maybe because you're going to get trapped in there and drown. Yes. Um, Smashed up against the wall when a wave comes in. But actually, what do you think's waiting for them inside the cave? Those women who've never been kissed in years. Big Bertha and the shirtless cops. Yeah. I wonder what Big Bertha thinks about that. Oh, I don't know. I think she's all locked up. She's like, nope, no intimacy. Now, 
It seems that the next day has arrived and Dr. Van Pyre has bailed the children out again. Mm-hmm. So they're going to his house to thank him. And uh, turns out that he, the other teachers, are working in his home as his servants now in these, their off hours. These teachers, I think we've mentioned this before, These this cast of characters, these are your classic 1960s. The, the and, universal monsters. Universal yeah. monsters. Frankenstein, mm-hmm. werewolf. Um, Dracula. Dracula, yeah. Oh, and the mummy. The mummy appears in here, too. Mummy, and there's a vampire lady, too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't appear mm-hmm. here. Uh, Coach Frankenstein is the butler. This, I guess, even in the 60s, teachers didn't make enough money to live. They had to supplement their incomes. Of course. Our, our, our something Mrs. Our... Our Miss Brooks. Our Miss Brooks. Oh, she was always in a pickle. Her card never worked. Mm-mm. Um, That's a radio drama, folks. Yeah, you can look it up on it's Google, fantastic. young people. Yeah, And uh, so in the living room, they've got some stuffed heads, including the stuffed head of a human being. Mm-hmm. Funny. Uh, Professor Von Wolfman is there, too. He's the chef. Now, they've all been invited over to, to have a to dine. Yeah. Right? Right. So uh, now the principal wants to get to the bottom of this business between these kids and Badger. Right. It's true that the boy is the most sickening thing since bacteria. Mm-hmm. His personality faintly resembles a dead toad. <laughs> also true, he acts as though he owns the world, whereas he really only owns half the Western Hemisphere and the mineral rights to Southeast Asia. But why do you dislike him? Right. He says, well, you know, when you put it that way, it's really hard to say. Now, Lisa's too smart by half. She says, would you still defend him if his father hadn't donated the school library, football stadium, movie projector, and complete hi-fi system? And then Principal Van Pyre jumps up from his desk and pounds his hand on on his desk and says, that's a lie! The needle was bought entirely out of the school's funds. (laughs) I'd like to have that budget for my school. Mm. Now, the whole problem arose because Mr. Goldliver refused you access to his private beaches. But on this old county map, I've discovered a little known public beach and I'm going to take you there right now. It's only a 17 mile walk <laughs> over the Alps, apparently. Yeah, where do the, the, the snow-capped peaks come into this? Well, they must be in uh, northern, Maine? northern California, maybe. Uh, no, the, okay, yeah, maybe. If it's or uh, New Zealand. <laughs> we really don't know that they're in America at okay. all, do we? No. Um, they hike to the beach, and Dr. Vampire reveals that the beach is a rocky, uh, craggy mess. It would be very dangerous to try to swim there. Yeah, there's all sorts of shipwrecks and wreckage and boat dead, boat fish dead fish and, and horrible things with mouths yeah. that bite. Uh, Dr. Vampire demonstrates how safe the beach is by using the body of Dr. Frankenstein mm-hmm. as a surfboard. And uh, I think he's also using his vampiric flying powers yes, to aid himself. Professor Wolfman yes, is Professor also Wolfman along for the ride. Grabs on his cloak and off he goes. Now there's a giant wave coming. Uh, Frankenstein crashes into a rock and they realize they've made a terrible, terrible mistake. Yes. So they decide uh, one miserable hour later that they're going to go um, 
they're going to go and see Tad Walder. No, 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 sorry, Badger. Badger, Badger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Badger is home. He's got a bevy of beautiful girls surrounding him, feeding him grapes and cocktails and whatnot, fanning him. I just cannot believe we've gone from a beach and a surf club to jail to uh, sandwiches and coffee to a private beach to, oh, and then the beach being dumped on his, in his backyard to, to this. Now he's surrounded by robots. I'm sorry, robots. Well, you spoiled alert because that's we re- learn in the next panel that these are not females, human females. They are fembots. Mm. Um, they've got a dedicated scientist there operating the robots for Badger. And Tad Walliter feels a bit of pity for Badger. He does, doesn't he? Yes. With all of his money, Badger hasn't a friend in the world. He is forced to use electronic sex doll companions. Right. Badger says, how dare you pity me? So he orders orders the release of the warrior robots to attack, to presumably to kill Tad Walliter. Now, you can make a a realistic-looking female robot... Apparently, you can't make a realistic-looking male robot because these are giant trash cans, feet, uh, automatons that mm-hmm. with blinking lights and big noses and whatnot. Well, the budget really went into creating the fembots. I guess so, yeah. But if they have unlimited money, why not go the extra mile and make them attractive? Well, why what a bunch of Lee Majors robots? Yes. Mm. Now you're talking. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Baldwin brothers, except for that one, Stephen. He's the we don't like him. Mm-mm. Uh, really, it's Alec and Billy is who we're going for. Right, right. Now, through the city streets, one of these robots chases Tad, then down a back alley, and he, this robot's going to kill Tad, and he begins by smashing Tad's snorkel, which angers Tad enough that he transforms into super hip. And a super hip makes short work. Of the robot, uh-huh. yes. Um... Now, Superhip sets about trying to find a better beach, figuring that if he drains one area of the beach, it will create a better beach further down the coast. So he creates a giant stick of dynamite out of his body? He actually turns, yes, he can turn his body physically into objects. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So he turns his body into a giant stick of dynamite Mm -hmm. and explodes in the water. And then pulls himself back together. Wow. The water, as it happens, is diverted right onto the Gold Liver Estate. Destroying the beach. Badger is washed away and these electronic gals short circuit. And the inside of the house is flooded. It is now an interior beach. An interior beach where the children are enjoying surfing around the living room. Uh, Dr. Van Pyre is also enjoying himself. Actually, uh, Professor Frankenstein, yes. Professor Wolfman, they're all having a good time. They're all there, even Big Bertha. Well, no, she's saying cease and desist. There must be something about illegal. must be something illegal about this. You're having too much fun. Yes. Yeah. Well, she must get something out of it or she wouldn't keep turning up at all these places. She probably just needs attention. She probably just needs a Don't good hug. Don't we... All. A good hug, a hot cup of tea, and a little sandwich, and just, you know. Vodka martini. Oh, yeah, that's what she needs. Now she needs a talking. project, something yes. other than making teens' lives miserable. Well, well, maybe she could adopt one of the teens and uh, 
you know what? She could adopt Badger. I'll try to turn his attitude around. She could. That would be helpful, wouldn't it? Yes. Well, that's the end. That is uh, the end. The estate is flooded and the kids are surfing all through it. Right. And Tad's back to normal. Yeah. And uh, all is well in the world. All is well. Look at that. The two uh, issues at the bottom. Uh, Fox and the Crow are yes. advertised, which I don't believe we've read that one. We have not. That'll be uh, but, Stanley but and his monster, did. also drawn by Bob Oxner. We did read that episode, or rather that, that issue of Sugar and Spike. It's a house ad. He's looking at listener for a million laughs. Go, go, go. House ad? What's a house a ad? house ad, which is advertising other DC comics oh, okay. that are coming okay. in the... Okay, 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 all right. Uh, anything to add to our lively discourse? Well, I apologize, listener, if you heard constant racket in the background. Apparently, Mr. Willoughby has tired himself out. Good. I don't know where he is. I just heard him um, hitting the, the cords here a second ago, but I don't see him anywhere. And he might have crawled into a drawer. He does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, get used to those kind of sounds. Otherwise, it's going to be creaky chairs and dogs or laundry. Did you say that I can replace these replace these creaky chairs with actual modern chairs someday? Yes. But I have to keep the creaky chairs? Uh, you have to at least cut out the needlepoint seat covers, which were made by Aunt Lulu. Oh, my God. So we can frame them. Oh, God. What? <laughs> Do you that. don't really have to do that. No. Um, I don't care what you do with the chair. I mean, I you could sell the floor for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. You know, what we could do is build an actual studio in here with soundproofing and everything. I was thinking of that, actually. I was thinking that I would... But see, what I want to do is is uh, put wooden floors in here and warm up the space. And yeah, we might put some acoustic some beautiful acoustic treatment right here, but I want to warm up the place. Yes. You know, with wood paneling and stuff. And bigger toy shelves for more toys? Absolutely bigger toy shelves. Yes, yes. Your toys are crowding out those shelves. They sure are. I don't have room for any other thing I know. I've been thinking a lot about that. Wondering if I should do it over the break. Yeah. Oh, sure. I applaud that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, listener, thank you so much for uh, being patient with us and with our adjustments. We're in the holiday period right now. It may not feel like that to you, but for us with, uh, you know, uh, the the school and church and stuff like that, yeah, it is very much the holiday extra. It's the holiday season. Yeah, so we got a lot of extra uh, obligations, so I appreciate your patience. But we will be back on a regular schedule. Yeah, I think so. Now. For sure. Yeah, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the wash is done. The wash is done. Good Lord. It's like a circus in here. <laughs> it's like Piccadilly Circus. Oh, my gosh. You can find us on social media <laughs> at GoGoCheckPod. I don't know how long Twitter is going to last, but we'll be there until the right. bitter end. And if that goes away, you know, we'll uh, revamp our Facebook page or go someplace else. I don't know. Maybe I'll just email my cell phone number out and you can just call and chat. <laughs> Anything else to add? No, I hope you all have a good weekend and endure this crazy weather. Same, girl, same. All right. Bye. Bye. That's getting better.